I'm lucky and unlucky, but I'm lucky to have the opportunity to express myself with music or other things. Very, very lucky. If I don't have this opportunity, I die or I finish in a psychiatric hospital where most of the normal people are. So I prefer this kind of people who are, you never know where the limits are, you know. But if we have, if we want to, to live in this society, we have to make an effort. So I make an effort. <laughs> I work hard. Have you always felt mm. that, that yeah, need always. to express yourself mm. now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always the same. Yeah, always love the people who are outside of the limits. You're listening to The Face Podcast with me, Matthew Whitehouse. This week, I speak to Eric Cantona, footballer, actor, and now musician about his new EP and finding transcendence through music. A lot of interviews can feel fairly straightforward. You have your questions, the person opposite you has their answers, you work through them, you go home. But with the most interesting people, an interview can feel like a dance a rhythm that you both slowly settle into. That was my experience of meeting Eric Cantona, the footballer turned actor and now musician at the offices of his record label in London last week. Cantona was in typically beguiling and enigmatic form. He kind of fixes you with a stare when he talks. It's unhurried and esoteric, but not without a sense of humour, which is a lot like the music itself, his new EP, I'll Make My Own Heaven is a sort of croonery, Cohen-y, nostalgic offering. It's very good. And he's taken it on the road this month, starting in Manchester, the city in which he's known as King. This is Eric Cantona for The Face Podcast. Eric, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for you. You say that music has always been a part of your life. I think music is a part of the life of everybody. We have the reason in our body, mm. it comes from where? It's like uh, music were before us. Mm. Did we create the music or the music created us? <laughs> I don't know. I think the music was here mm. before us. The silence were here before us. And the silence will be there after us. Mm. And the music is a note, said Miles Davis. It's interesting, that idea of it being there longer than us. I was curious as to what your earliest memory of music is, what the first music you can remember hearing. Uh, it was the music from my father. Uh, for, not from my father, the You're music playing. my father loved mm. to listen to. It was opera or classical music. You uh, know, did you feel it then, that kind of ambition to make your own music? No, but I always felt that music was part of uh, part of us, part of me. I think the music is a very. This is only music who can take us to trance. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, you how you say in English, like trance, mm-hmm. transcendence, trance, transcendence, mm-hmm. transcendence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. It's uh, it's mm-hmm. tribal the mm. music. You know, with the same rhythm, techno coming from. Music, or two thousand years ago, mm. more than two thousand years ago, which is 
very tribal. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Very tribal. And you entrance in trance, which is wonderful. We can spend hours. Like <laughs> I don't think we have long enough. Yeah, but <laughs> it's very strong. It's, it's like them, this kind of music, and yeah, it takes us in, in trance. It's, uh, it's like kind of manipulation. Mm. Yeah. That's why I said maybe the music was before us in this world. Mm. That transcendence, you've done so much in your life. Have you achieved that transcendence before, be it through sport, be it through acting, be it through something else? Have you felt that transcendence before? I lived before? in very strong moments of adrenaline. But, uh, but I think only music can take us in this kind of uh, feeling. Mm. Yeah, it's like with this kind of uh, tribal music, we connect or reconnect every part of ourselves, and when we reunite and reconnected all of these parts of ourselves, we entrench in transcendence. Mm. So only I think the music can take us to that. I know that it was during lockdown that you began to play the guitar more seriously. Yes. Yes. During that period, you talk about music finding different parts of yourself. Did you find new parts of yourself that you perhaps didn't realize you had? No, I, I wrote lyrics. And uh, before the lockdown, before I started to learn guitars, we co-composed two tracks, which is Je Veux, which is an EP, mm-hmm. and Perfect Imperfection that we play in stage in live. And then the lockdown arrived, and I started to the, I started the guitar. But I, I had this project on coming in live, on stage, creating something special with the fans. At the in, the T instant, before the lockdown, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think only music and sport can be so strong. Mm can give you this kind of adrenaline. That feeling of being on stage and that adrenaline, is it the same adrenaline as being on a sports stage or a different adrenaline? For sure. And by experience, I know that sport can give us a, a lot of adrenaline, which is a very strong drug. I don't have a lot of experience in stage music. I've been in the studio, I rehearse with my musicians. Last week we did a concert at the end of a week of residence in Auxerre, we are seeing for the lights, the sounds and everything with uh, people invited, around 200 people in a theater. This is my only experience. But I think and I can imagine that can be at least as strong as sports. Mm. Because when I listen to music live from the doors, for instance, or I go and to see Nick Cave in concerts, these kind of people take us in another world and for long. Is that how you felt when you came off stage last week? Yeah, a bit. But I, I think with the people, uh, with the people who bought the tickets, it's even stronger. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Manchester, Manchester will be the first one. Manchester, Manchester, the two dates in Manchester, 60, 26 and 27. And then in London, and mm-hmm. then in Dublin, mm-hmm. we'll be, I can't wait to be there. What's the yeah, I'm very excited. Mm. Yeah. What's the significance of Manchester as the first? Obviously it holds a huge amount of significance for you. Is that the reason? Because this, this city inspired me a lot. And uh, city, this city means a lot for me. So, so I wanted to start from Manchester, but sometimes you want something and you don't have it. So I've been, <laughs> I've been lucky that, uh, yeah, I'm a lucky man. I'm a lucky man, but I work hard also. I come from the theater of dreams, which is all Trafford. Alex Ferguson used to say, if you have a dream, make it big. Yeah, <laughs> I have a big dream. I had a big dream. And I had another big dream, and then I had another one. And I will have new ones, but now I'm a few days before the concert in Manchester, so I feel very, I feel this adrenaline, and I feel this excitement, and I think and I hope it will be great for everybody. What is it about Mancunians, do you think, that will make that concert different? I started this project because uh, I wanted to be, to play in live, 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 live. It's also why I wanted to to have the, uh, the first album in live music, live, because the fans are part of the piece we deliver. It's uh, this energy that we share all together at this instant now tomorrow it will be different every time it will be different so live it's a special energy and I wanted this energy and so I like to go to concerts I like to listen to live albums and uh, I wanted to start me from a live album mm-hmm. most of the time the people release an album and then they, they go on stage I release an EP if the people like my music, they can come and uh, they will discover some music. Why not? The idea of, of being a lucky guy, where a guy who works hard as well. Yeah. Did you have to work hard for the songs to come or did they arrive easily to you? They arrive easily to me, I think, because I need to express myself urgently. <laughs> if I want to stay in the limit of normality, so... I'm lucky and unlucky, but I'm lucky to have the opportunity to express myself with music or other things. Very, very lucky. If I don't have this opportunity, I die or I finish in a psychiatric hospital where most of the normal people are. So I prefer this kind of people who are you never know where the limits are, you know. But if we have, if we want to, to live in this society, we have to make an effort. So I make an effort. <laughs> I work out. Have you always felt mm. that, that yeah, need to express yourself? Mm. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always the same. Yeah. Always love the people who are outside of the limits. They are the ones who inspire me a lot. We talk about some of those inspirations. You spoke about 
the first music you encountered was perhaps the stuff that your father played around the house, mm. I presume. What about later when you began to discover music of your own things that you liked? What were they? The first album I bought was uh, was The Doors. And uh, I didn't know The Doors, but I loved the, the cover. And I think somebody who have uh, so strong presence, special presence, can only be great. So Jim Morrison, Jim Morrison and the Doors and our, the band of the Doors was great and for me it's still the biggest band in the world of all time. It's very cinematographic. You listen to it today, you, f you have a certain feeling, you listen to tomorrow, you have another feeling. You have new images come to your mind. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's uh, close to the tribal music, mm -hmm. very close, very close to the techno music. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and the people dance to it, or it feels urgent. You know, it feels mm -hmm. vital. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you listen to music, a lot of people listen to music quite passively, maybe in headphones when traveling, no. or do you sit down and you listen? And, and when was the last time you did that? And, and what were you listening to? I listened. Uh, I listened to music uh, when uh, my playlist is one hundred. Uh, well, not one hundred. Nine hundred tracks. My playlist. I don't have to have different playlists, you know, for hmm. classical music, opera, rock, pop, jazz. It's all together, and I put it. It's coming from this and this and this and this. I can have a seed. Vicious, my way from the seat Vicious, and after <laughs> I can have Pavarotti, mm. Luciano Pavarotti. Mm. That's great. I love that. I love it because I love all all the music on my my playlist. Is, that's the music I love, but it's very different, and uh, it takes me in another mood. You know, if I listen always the same music for jazz for hour. I love it, but at the end of the day, I fed up. <laughs> but if I listen to opera and classical music and rock and punk music and uh, pop music and jazz music, and it's a surprise every time. And in a few weeks, a few months, I don't know, I will have enough of this playlist. So I mm. will have to make another one. Another 900 yeah. song. Yeah. But music is a part of my life, part of my life. How could we live without music? I cannot imagine a world without music. Is there a particular artist that you've turned to in hard times during your life that you found comforting? A particular song or a particular artist? Jim Morrison. Mm -hmm. There are people that we meet. There are some sentences from books sometimes. There are sentences from people we meet maybe once. And the people we meet spiritually, like artists, mm. who help us to build. So, do we become like we are because we meet these people, or did we need these kind of people to take us in a world where we are today and in the mood that we are today? Mm -hmm. I think it's a bit of a mix of that. Talking about 
words for a moment and, and thinking now about lyrics. There's a song on the EP, The Friends We Lost. And before we were recording, we were talking about Lisbon. And I, I read an interview of yours recently where you spoke about the Portuguese word, saudade. Yeah. I wonder, there's not a, an exact word in English for saudade. I wonder if you can maybe offer an explanation for, for the word and, mm. and what it means to you and, and, and to your music. I think, uh, I don't know every language, but uh, saudade, even for Portuguese, it's very difficult to explain mm. the meaning of this word. And uh, one, one guy ex tried to explain it to me. It's, he said, it's like, uh, if I speak about your grandmother, who passed away, you will remember the great time you had with her. And then you realize that she's not here anymore. It's subconsciously, mm -hmm. I think, the moment, the later moment in between of that. Mm -hmm. And I love to write songs that maybe are in this kind of moment that I cannot really explain. When I write, I love to to write like on automatic writing. Mm -hmm. Automatic writing, it's like subconscious. And then I enter in a, in a world, but I don't want to go too much in something to conscience, you know, with uh -huh. judgment and everything. So I stayed in this limit, which in between subconscious and conscience, which is a bit like the meaning of saudade in between space yeah it's interesting i, I wanted to ask there's uh, i think there's two english language songs and two french language songs i believe on the ep did you write in english uh, or did you write in french and, and translate no 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 i didn't write i don't uh, translate uh, music i write in french when it's a french song uh, which is completely different because i i feel of course more comfortable in french and uh, in French, it's not a, a so musical language. English is very musical. Mm. So mm. anything you say in English, it's musical. But French, we have to find this musicality, and it works well with a with a certain way. I have to, as I said to you before, between subconscious and conscience. Mm. Uh, the process of my writing works very well with this kind of feeling. I write like this because I just need to write like this because mm. that's the only way to give me that freedom I need. The freedom is interesting. I seem to recall ABBA, the band would write mm. in English, you know, during the tumultuous time with the breakups of the relationships in the mm. band, they found it easier to say things in English than in their own language of mm. Swedish. They found it easier perhaps yeah. to write. Did you find that? I know there's some, I'm thinking particularly of the song, I'll make my own heaven. Those words, I've been heroic, I've been criminal, I've been angelic, I've been infernal, you hate me, you love me. Was it easier to say in English and can uh, we assume it's autobiographical as well? I found it more, much more musical in English. For a song like this, that I know, I know exactly what I want to say, which is, I go to hell, I go to heaven, but wherever I go, I'll make my own heaven. I know that will be the the structure of my uh, my song. <laughs> so it's not like in French, like it's uh, more automatic. So in English, I find it easier to write it, not because the words, not to hide myself behind the world, the world, but just because I want to say something. In French, sometimes I don't know what I want to say. Mm. I just write words after words and 
associate musicality of two words. But in English, I want to say the friends we lost, the time we waste. I start from that. Mm. In French, I don't know where I go. I'm in between. I'm in a saudade. You know? <laughs> <laughs> in English, which is a m very musical language, it's much, uh, uh, it's much easier. But it's not because I want to hide no. behind the English. No. I, I want to hide myself behind the English. I'm opening my eyes. Am I trying to hide? What I said in in another song, which is I'm just an unknown lover. I'm opening my eyes. Am I trying to hide? I'm feeling my freedom. I'm feeling my freedom. I don't want to lose mm. my dreams. The idea of there being nowhere to hide. There is nowhere to hide on stage, especially when it's yeah, you and a yeah. pianist. Yeah. And that's one of the things I presume that you like about live albums is how unpredictable they can be compared to the studio recording. Yeah. What can we expect from the live shows? We can, we can expect the, the greatest and we can expect the... <laughs> <laughs> it's what I said before also. In, uh, I've been generous, I've been selfish, I've been marvelous, I've been rubbish. So sometimes <laughs> I'll be marvelous, sometimes I will be rubbish. But this is alive. <laughs> it's why I want to do that. Yeah, sometimes we, it's like this. It's like, on a, it's, it's like a football game. Sometimes you are good, sometimes you are bad. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Yeah, we don't have to, to be afraid of that. Yeah, it's a part of the excitement. Nothing will be perfect. Perfection is imperfect. It's impossible. I have a song also, it's perfect imperfection. It's a perfect imperfection. Mm. Yeah. But an imperfect perfection doesn't exist. But a perfect imperfection exists. <laughs> this is, for now, scratching that itch, that need to, to express yourself. Music is doing it right now, right? Yeah. And next? And next, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, we see. It will be something that I, I will share with the, with the audience. Or it can be something that I would do on my own. Yeah. Because uh, there is plenty of possibility to express yourself in your, on your own, in your house. But for sure, I will try it and I will find something to express myself. Thank you very much. Thank you to Eric Cantona for joining us on the Face podcast this week. Thank you to you for listening. Please do like and subscribe wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. The Face podcast is produced by Hunter Charlton. And remember, when the seagulls follow the trawler, it's because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. We'll see you next time. <laughs>